This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 172 of The Real Word. Word is up. We've got a topic, Nicole, here leading off about lumber costs that we've covered on our local radio shows a couple of times. We've talked about it at length, but not here on The Real Word, so we've we got to address not. that. Uh, we've got some tactics that'll help you win your buyer offers in racket number two. And then Marketeer, some YouTubers doing some really creative stuff on luxury homes. Let's start with racket number one, of course. Rising lumber costs add $36,000 to new home sale prices. Nicole, we've actually had the CEO of our local Home Builder Remodeler Association on uh, our local radio shows on Saturdays yep. and Sundays here. And, uh, you know, one of the struggles that they've been dealing with in the association is just this, the ability to actually get material and then the cost of the material shooting up at such a uh, rapid rate where builders are actually stopping, which seems crazy in this market. Crazy They're in this market. I mean, finally, it feels like new construction has come back, well, at least up in the Northeast. Well, yeah. the demand for it is there, but they're putting a lot of these projects on pause because of the uncertainty of these costs. Right. I mean, that's, and that's what's so sad and so scary about all of it is, you know, and during the pandemic, it was really hard for builders to get the materials. But now, even if they're able to get the materials, the costs continue to skyrocket. I mean, it's, I mean, it, 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 roofing, you know, plywood. Um, I, we are even working with a developer now that um, he, he uses steel, so he's not using wood, but Amazon is actually um, putting a little bit of a damper on that, too, because they're dominating almost a third of the steel industry right now. So it's happening in all corners and walks of this new construction business. Yeah. And like with plywood or something like that, it, where they make the plywood, if they have to shut down, you know, the factory for a certain period of, of time that pushes everything back. Uh, CNBC said the bump in labor costs has tacked an extra 35872 That's where we got the 36000 onto the price of an average new single-family home, uh, a piece of unwelcome news for buyers already struggling to navigate a red-hot market, of course. And, and I've heard of stories. I actually think I heard somebody call into the Dave Ramsey show where they were like, uh, yeah, I started building my foundation last year in 2020. And we never locked in the cost of my materials. So now the the house costs like X amount more than what we had planned. And I don't have that much money saved. And I don't know. What, I've got this foundation board. And, right. and the builder's like, sorry, like the, the cost of materials have gone up so dramatically. And by the way, the article that we're referencing is an Inman article uh, where you can get all these numbers. And they link out to that CNBC. And there's a Wall Street Journal article if you wanted to really do some digging on this. Uh, but, you know, you can just talk to the developers and the builders in your market. This is across the board. Everybody's dealing with this. Well, right. We even talked about, um, uh, refresh my memory, somebody emailed you a letter that came from a builder, right? Where the buyers were able to, to back yeah, out right. or something because it was, if the prices got to be too excessive or well, maybe fr there were- Friend of the show, uh, by the way, J.D. Manning- in yes. Arizona. I'll bring that up here right now. I'll find that Instagram DM, I believe it was. I believe it was. And I think he sent you the letter that they were sending out. And and even builders are, are giving these refunds for these properties too. And it could go either way. The, the builder could back out. The buyer could back out. I mean, 
Usually, builders just, are not allowing buyers to back out. But. I just sent the letter to Bobby, so we can put that up if you are watching right now, and I'll, and I'll read uh, some of this letter for everybody listening. Since the uh, COVID-19 pandemic hit over a year ago, we have been on constant alert and scrambling to manage our labor and material goods. So this is coming from a home developer in the Arizona area. The, su the supply disruption caused by the pandemic, uh, the Texas freeze that they note here, and evergreen barge in the uh, Seu, what, what do they say, the canal, Seu's canal, Seu's canal, S-U-E-Z, what's the Suez, Suez. 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 Some yeah. canal. Remember the canal that the barge got that, that got stuck there? Right. Uh, the, the, this is what's impacting their suppliers and their producers of raw materials as reasons to why the supply chain has yet to correct itself. It seems uh, every day there is a new supply chain and or labor shortage. They go on uh, to talk about how they are out of this uh, roof sheathing that is no longer available. And they currently right. have 1,100 homes under new construction. It's a lot of homes. Two thirds, of homes. Two thirds of which have none of this roofing solution, solution as of today. Uh, so basically what they did, and they never have done this before, is that once they take a $20,000 deposit and pay for the material, uh, or order the materials and pay for the permits, in this letter, it states that they never will give back those deposits. But they sent this letter out saying in these unprecedented times and in fairness to our consumers, we have decided temporarily to spend this policy. And for a limited time, customers who are uncomfortable with the uncertainty uh, and delivery of their home or simply cannot wait, have the opportunity to cancel and receive a 100% refund on their homes. Now, in not in this letter, but in the DM, JD's like, yeah, and they're putting these homes back on for more money. You because, have to. Well, because the demand is so high and their costs are so high, so I get it. I'm not saying you have to. That, yeah. that there's anything wrong with that, uh, and they have the demand, but they were, for the first time ever, giving people back these non-refundable deposits and maybe a strategic move there to get out of these contracts. Potentially. And then go ahead and, and, and then put that uh, cost up. But they, they cite all these reasons why these materials have gone so well high. so what a domino effect right because we're all talking about there being an inventory shortage so the individuals that are probably doing these new constructions are probably move up buyers right and they were anticipating or planning on selling putting their house on the market to sell because again they're probably an entry level but now that they can't get these homes built they're probably not putting their house on the market but again on the flip side too you know, these individuals may have already sold their home and they're in short-term rentals, thinking that the construction was really only going to take, what, maybe nine months, 12 months. And now, I mean, not only are they not being built, if they're being built, though, then their budget could potentially be going up. I mean, the whole thing is sad and horrible, and it's just so unfortunate because, again, these builders really have been seizing the moment, but at this point are almost unable to. By the way, Nicole, side note, because I'm in this Instagram DM right now. Uh, on Monday, JD sent me Greg Haig. Everything comes back to Greg Haig. Everything, everything comes back Everything to comes Greg. back to our Stop Zillow guy from episode Arizona, one. Arizona, what's happening? Go all the way back to episode one of The Real World. Everything comes back to him eventually. Uh, he's rolling out 72 Sold, which we've talked about here on the podcast before, yep. in Cincinnati. Uh, he knows this because he has a new uh, TV ad that has been playing all weekend in Phoenix. I don't know why he's playing the the Phoenix, the Cincinnati ad in Phoenix. But anyways, a little update there for you. Uh, to wrap this up, uh, I mean, what's a racket is that there are, there's no inventory and it's the perfect time 
for builders to be going out on spec. Spec's been r risky, in, you know, certainly in the markets that we deal with over the last 10 years. Now, not so risky at all. Right. And, and it's and it's a little hard to go out and, and build for spec. Uh, so that's hopefully, the hope is, this is going to straighten out and uh, some of these costs are going to come down. But it goes to show you that like while while the Fed is saying, oh, no, there's no don't worry about inflation. It seems to be there's inflation all around us where the cost of these materials is one example of, of everything going up in price and, and the dollar being worth, you know, a little bit less. So uh, something I, I'm certainly going to pay attention to. I know everybody listening to this will be, to. will be paying attention to it for their uh, market because you want to be able to educate your client like, OK, well. And not just that, but honey, if you're going to build a deck on your house right. or you were thinking about doing a renovation, I mean, it's certainly going to, I mean, thank God my husband and I did our roof when we did um, back, I think we did it last summer or last spring. Because I mean, just to put new um, plywood, plywood down probably would have, you know. Plywood is more than doubled. So it's crazy. It's yeah. absolutely crazy. So right, hopefully that'll correct itself. Racket number two. Everybody's got this situation. Buyers in a bidding war. And Jimmy Burgess uh, over here on Inman, who we've covered a few times now, Jimmy, shout out to you. There's 15 tactics, he says, that help them stand out to a seller. We'll go through the 15, but there's one in particular that we wanted to talk about. Right, Nicole? We did. We did. You did. I'm agreeing with you. I'm you saying did. yes. That would we be did. you did. We did. You did. I did. All yes. right. Uh, let's get into he, he breaks it up into categories. So money being one category, uh, mm -hmm. escalation clauses. Absolutely. I think everybody's using that right now. I, 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 I agree with it. It's very interesting, though, because I feel like every time I've had an escalation clause on any of my offers, my sellers are always like, well, if they're willing to take their highest offer, I'll take their contract. So yeah, they just want to go right to the top. Let's just go right to it. Yeah, I don't want to so stop I, at rung number three. Let's go to rung 10 here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and you see escalation clauses versus escalation clauses. And, and I've had this question from new agents like, well, which one is the winner here? It's the one that's the highest. <laughs> that's the winner. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, number two, appraisal gap guarantees. That's a good one. That's a good strategy. You have okay. to. I mean, because every seller in this market is asking what will happen if it doesn't appraise. Yep. So definitely a smart way to approach it. If you can take the appraiser out of the equation. That, that's a valuable approach. Seller closing costs. Is this the one you want to talk about? Well, this is a very interesting approach. And we, we talked about it today yeah. a little bit in our team yep. meeting. I mean, this is, it's sort of a brilliant move. Um, I mean, obviously then the seller can decide because if you're willing, so who has the biggest expenses in a transaction? A seller, right? Correct. So here in this situation, All the, expenses, right? the buyer is well, offering all. to pay, well, a majority of them. A lot yes, of them. But yeah, big, big yes. expenses. Yes. Yeah. Because of conveyance and all. The buyer is willing to pay some of the seller's closing costs instead of the reverse. I think it's genius. Obviously, in that situation, the seller can decide, you know, instead of you giving me the 1% for the conveyance, let's just, you know, tack it on to the other side, but which would be silly too, because then your conveyance and all your expenses go up anymore. But I think it's a, a great move. I have never seen it on a contract. I actually thought that it was a very interesting yep. thing to to process and, and definitely and um, pass along to the team. Figure out what's important to the deal. How can I be creative here? Because as Jimmy writes uh, in the article, price is one thing, but the bottom line net to the seller is what really Always. matters. And, yep. and that's what, when we're talking about commissions or offers, it's, it's 
showing them how much money they're going to be getting in a wire transfer into their bank account. That's what they care about. Right. Yep. Uh, timing is the next category. Closing date window, right? This is important for a lot of sellers. Yeah, I think it is interesting. They're, they're, they're kind of recommending you give a range. Um, but I also think that pick it is your, really pick cool. your closing date. Go ahead. Pretty much. But, but, but again, I, I mean, you talked about in the meeting today, I think you just talked about it a minute ago. I tell every single agent over, like, I think over communication right now with listing agents is going to win you the deal. Oh. If, if you've, if you've called me four times, like I know that you're going to communicate me with like during the deal, you're trying to find out what my seller wants, what's yeah. important to my seller. And I'm able to actually dictate to them what I want. So I don't know that you necessarily need a window if you are over communicating, but certainly a way to do it if you don't feel like having a conversation with the listing agent. Over communicating, but the mistake too many buyer agents make is they're doing all the talking, talking at the listing agent. That's a great way to lose the deal. Ask questions, shut up, put your phone on mute if you have to, and listen, actively listen. And mm -hmm. the solution to your buyer's problems are often going to lie in the answers that that listing agent, if you give them the opportunity to speak, put yourself on mute, listing agents love to talk. Chat, They'll talk they all day, chat, they're gonna yeah. talk and talk and talk and give you information. You can use that information to put your buyer in the best position. So actively listen mm -hmm. right now is very key. Right. Uh, Post-closing move out date. So, you know, bridging the gap there in terms of like, we'll close, you can stay in your home for another two months. Like it's a little tricky with attorneys, but but I you know there's that can work. You got to really. Uh, well, what's really interesting? So I had a deal too where I, one of my sellers was like, "Well, I'll just rent back for a month after we list it," and I was like, "Well," but oddly enough, again, this buyer was renting. They wanted the house enough that they and they could stay in their rental. That it again, that was huge for my buyers. Yeah. They're paying a huge premium for the month, but for them it was ideal because the house that they were buying needed renovation. So. It's 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 a good if it's it's a good way if you can do it. As is contract, I only recommend this to for the more sophisticated buyer. I mean, I when I buy real estate, I do an as is contract, like no inspections, none of that stuff. Uh, but I'm doing real estate every single day. I'm I'm you know very in tune to what's going on. If you're a first time home buyer, I never would really suggest an as is contract. No. And I think that you need to educate your sellers on that though, too. Cause I mean, we have sellers now that hear like, oh, you know, they're doing it for informational purposes only, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to come back to you, right. but it also, I mean, mo mo most good buyer's agents are going to put an inspection in there. And it's not the right solution for everybody. So, so that it's one solution for, a, I would say a smaller segment of, of buyers, right. uh, sellers own home search. So helping them out with their search. What, what, what are they looking for? You know, can I, can I line them up with something? Right. Hmm. Um, you know, if they, that's their biggest no, objection. They can't find a home, you know? So right. if, if you're going to help that listing agent out, you have to, well, especially if it's going to be contingent on them finding suitable housing, why wouldn't you listen? This is a team effort. The buyer agent, the listing agent, what can we do together? What resources do we have to solve the problem? We're problem solvers. Cash offer. Yeah, yeah of course. If you have cash, sure. That's a good one. All right. Uh, bridge loans. Love this one. Our brokerage, Ravis, does bridge loans. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of bridge loan options out there. But uh, if you can, you can at least have the conversation around a bridge loan. Great, uh, great conversation to have. It shows right. that you've got more uh, solutions for them. Uh, a guarantee penalty. 
offer a guarantee that if the sale doesn't close on the set closing day, then you as the buyer's agent will pay the penalty to the seller. No bueno for me as the buyer agent. There's just too many things that are out of your control as a buyer agent. Way out of your control. That now you're going you're gonna to pay a penalty because the attorney uh Or because the buyer COVID. didn't hand in, or because the buyer didn't give like, uh, like a bank statement. Yeah. No way. I mean, come on. Uh -oh. that, that one to me, he, he, Jimmy's got a, uh, an example here. Mary Maloney, the founder and owner of Hometown Realty, powered by XP in San Diego, California, told me she provides a $5,000 guarantee that the home will close on the agreed upon date. I mean, she's got a great relationship with the lender, it says, and, and that even if she misses one or two transactions, she'd rather win the deal. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. California's got a lot of paperwork. And so it's, this is in San Diego, California. I don't like this one at all. I think this is a huge racket. Uh, I can't control the attorney. I can't control. We just had a deal that got pushed back two weeks because the appraiser was like, I'm two weeks out. And so then we had the listing. It was an agent on the team. Lee had the listing. He goes back to, you know, the banks, you know, the, the buyer agent to the bank. Can we get a different, uh, and I know this bank? is on the buy side, but I'm just or saying. Or a different appraiser? Can we get an appraiser? The bank says no. Now, I guess this one, Mary says she's got a great relationship with her lender and maybe she can strong arm them for, for, but maybe all the appraisers are two weeks out. And now you're getting hung up on two weeks where you're paying a penalty, a $5,000 penalty guarantee yeah. because the appraisers couldn't get out there or they say, you know what? You just keep, you keep bothering me, little agent. I'll come out there and appraise it. Well, you're not getting the report for two weeks because I'm behind on getting my report out to you. Right. I don't know. That that seems crazy. I don't know. All right. You got four minutes. Oh my gosh, I do. Approved financing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. We like that one because I don't have any time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> patience. Yes. Well, this is beyond the offer. You have to have patience. You have to have communication. Letters. They're saying letters. We're, we're saying no. Although we're saying no to the letters. I like the cover letter idea, Emily, on our uh, team. I did see the cover letter I giving like the highlights. I will say that I do get a lot of letters. I don't actually give the letters until after they've accepted the offer, where I can then give them the letter and they can see exactly who's moving into the house. But Going the extra mile. Obviously. Always and forever. Always That's how you right, build trust in, in this business. Always the right answer. Okay, moving yep. on. Marketeer of the week. Uh, if, that article's linked up. If you're on YouTube, you can check that out. All right. Uh, YouTuber spotlight luxury homes, which helps drive demand, uh, both amateur and professional, uh, are turning to real estate marketing videos that offer a look inside the mansions of the ultra wealthy. Uh, there's a agent here, uh, Enos, who has more than 820,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel, posting tours of the priciest homes in the country. So, you know, here, here's the play, right? If I've got a luxury home, I'm hitting up and I'm and he's in uh from penthouses in New York to mm -hmm. Lake Tahoe. He's going all over the place. So I'm I'm mm -hmm. calling up Ian and saying, Hey yo, right, uh, can you come up and do a, a vlog, a tour of my property, man? What do I gotta right. pay you to get exposure on your eight hundred twenty? That's the play mm -hmm. for an agent. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, they're they're even talking about TikTok too. I mean, I know that the topic says YouTubers, but yeah, I mean, they're having TikTok stars come through. Yeah. I mean, how great is that? I mean, their Instagram photos are going to be amazing if you get one of these beautiful homes that are on the water. You know, I mean, I, I think it's smart. I think um, I, I, I'm I, I don't know that a 24 year old TikTok star um, is is maybe the right 
True. They may not be generating I, the right I, clientele, but you're definitely going to be hitting some views. And I wouldn't do it with TikTok unless I think there's an opportunity for PR to pick it up. You know, uh, right. you know, one of these, one of these publications. I would go YouTube because that's searchable on Google. And when people are right. searching for, I'd go with a YouTube star personally. And, mm-hmm. and this this is the investment it takes to build a longstanding business. Agents, wake up and stop counting every penny in your commission and think about the next deal, the next hundred deals, the next thousand deals. Think about your brand. Stop counting commissions. This right here, investing on top of everything else you do, on top of your listing package and everything your team and your brokerage are providing you, going the extra mile, this is how you win clients for life. This is how you get to your next thousand deals, not counting the commission on this one deal because you have a high-end listing. Go for it. Go for the gold. Build a real business in this industry. That's what it's all about. On that note, that's the marketeer of the week That's on it. that note. And look at that. I already <laughs> I finished with a minute left. We have a great uh, real, real world confessional coming up. So if you're seeing this, probably like within the next 24 hours of this release, you're going to see the real world confessional for this week. Uh, we've got Jeff Mays from the Tom Ferry ecosystem speaker, coach, runs a uh, brokerage in Virginia, been in the real estate business for many years wealth of knowledge. You're going to want to check that out. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss any of our podcasts and certainly uh, the confessionals, which have been a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A real lot of fun. I I think what's really nice is that you get to really meet and understand people a little bit more intimately. I've enjoyed it. For sure. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you. We'll see you guys next time. Keep it real.